It is Sly King, and this conversation is one I talked about earlier on my social media stuff. Uh, on Instagram, I talked about it, and we had an opportunity earlier today uh, to have them here inside the Midday Groove. And so it's a conversation, honestly, that many of us know about. You've heard many things about it, but I felt it was so important to talk about it. And many of you, if you missed the interview earlier today, I'm honored to have Alexa, not the one that's at your house. <laughs> it could be, though. But <laughs> but Alexa James here with me from Blanket Fort Hope. And so we're talking about the conversation of sex trafficking. And I know we're around this time of the year where everybody's festive and having a great time. And there's nothing wrong right. with that. But for me, I really was concerned because the statistics are alarming. Yes. Not only the fact mm -hmm. that this is over, what, a $150 billion industry. Right. That's Put right. that in your mind for just a moment. Yeah. $150 billion. Everybody was talking about the baseball player yesterday that signed a $324 million contract. $150 billion. Big numbers. Huge numbers. Mm -hmm. And the statistics, the ages. And so I want to talk about not only the stats and what you all do, right. but I want to talk about some things that people need to be mindful of. And as we are in this time of the year and everything's going on and people are busy, but some things to be mindful of, some things to look out for. And so, first of all, let's talk about Blanket Fort Hope, what you guys do and what it is that you guys have been doing for, for a long time that people may not even know about. Right. And thank you so much, Sly, for having us on. We have been excited about visiting with you guys and the opportunity to talk about what we're doing. So Blanket Fort Hope is going into its fifth year, and our mission has always been to love and care for child trafficking victims through housing, long and short term, and through education, educating professionals who work with children and children. And over the past uh, uh, four and a half years, I've, we've just done a great job in educating the state. Uh, we do a lot of advocating on the state level as well. Um, yesterday, you might have seen where um, in Birmingham, the, a proclamation was signed for a free trafficking zone, mm -hmm. the largest state in the United States that has ever done that before. So we are very excited about that. So th the awareness, and I believe that's a collaborative effort coming um, through the Trafficking Solutions Project, through the many different ministries that we work for, mm -hmm. our work with, and other nonprofits, that the awareness has really gotten out there. So good news and bad news is the information is starting to get out there. And I say that we're probably like, you know, just at such a really tiny, we, we feel like sometimes it's, we're, we know so much, but we really don't know as much as we need to know. Right. Uh, because this is so underground. And that's what we need people to understand, that these aren't things we're making up. I wish I wish that I didn't have to be here. I wish I could be doing something else. Uh, so Blanket Fort Hope as moving into what we call the second phase is we're getting ready for a capital campaign and we will have the first uh, trafficking crisis center for child victims of human trafficking in our state. Wow. And so we are very, very excited about that. Now, there are other agencies that have group homes, but they're not specific to trafficking. And mm -hmm. we've un what we understand now with the trafficking of minors is there's so much trauma that they just can't be mixed in with the other groups of children that, you know, we have um, the HIV, STDs, we have rape, we have drugs, we have the trauma physically and mentally, we have education we need to look at, uh, we have to have special counselors that are trauma-focused counselors. Mm -hmm. Um, and so this is why it has been very important that we start this crisis home to start with. And our second piece of that will be a, a long-term therapeutic cottages that we'll do. And then we'll move into a transitional living. Yeah. And you're saying something, I think, that's so important because it's so many factors and so many things that happen. We're talking about 
people and children, whoever have that have gone through this experience and then the yeah. backside of like recovery. Yeah. And there's so many things that go into that part. And so the fact that you all are doing something that is beyond really the understanding of some people that it has so many moving pieces. Yeah. And a lot of times, you know, many people, we don't even understand the nature of how serious this is. And, you know, you wish some of these things weren't true. You wish that these things weren't as real we as do. they will be. You know, I, I, w- I was telling you earlier off the air, I talked about a movie that I saw trafficked and I was watching that I'm going I'm like this is really happening and it's scary because a lot of us don't understand because we don't see it right in front of our faces mm-hmm. we think some of these things are like oh that's that's a little you know they've stretched that a little bit but that's not the case yeah. and, and so what I want to ask you you know because of what you all are doing and, and again these stats the the average amount of people who who don't understand how big these these stats are uh, it's it's literally alarming in my opinion to understand that we're in the area that's one of the biggest trafficking areas because 20 goes pretty much everywhere, right? right. So it's 20, you mentioned 65, 65 and 85. Right. I mean, we're, you can think of a cross mm-hmm. when you think about it, you know, coming from Atlanta through Birmingham to Texas, and then you have coming up from Miami and then 65, you have all that going up to Tennessee, and then you have 85 again that you go down that corridor and you're going back to Atlanta, um, you know, through Montgomery. So right. Unfortunately, um, because of where we're located, it has become a pretty heavy trafficking zone. Um, yeah, and, and that's that's really scary when you really think about that. Because I know often we travel up and down these roads and we don't realize it, and it really honestly has me sometimes thinking about it a lot differently. Because I'm thinking I'm like, it's no telling what is happening. And you don't even realize it right while you're driving and where you're going. And, and you know, when you talk about the ages and, and the victims and the people that go through this, you know, let's think about this from the perspective if you're a parent or you're a guardian or someone that has children or anyone around that age group or just in general. What are some of the things that people need to be noticeable of as it relates to signs? Or what are some things that people need to be mindful of that you need to know as it relates to this whole thing to protect yourself or do the best you can to protect the loved ones that you know and friends and family? Well, I think one of the first things I want to say is is because you spoke a lot about fear. And so the one thing I want to say to people is, is don't please don't be we can't live in fear. We can't battle this. Right. So this is a good first step that you're doing is, is bringing all this awareness. And then second, that we have hope because we are a village. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the village can make a difference and we are going to make a difference. So that's the good news. And I want everybody to stay there and then us to track what kind of signs we need to look at. Um, you know, one of the things I've always told people is I've got two boys and not that I was any kind of a big bad to the bone mom. I wasn't, but I was very involved in their school, football, mm-hmm. band, everything. I knew their principals. So I probably would have been somebody that you wouldn't have wanted to mess with because I'm going to ask you a million questions. Right. So being involved is one of the biggest things that you can do. I know we're all tired. We're busy. I was a single mom. I know, but I didn't, I was at every, every event. I was at all the school functions and literally the, you know, people, Hey, and all the teachers, cause they, they knew me. So right. a trafficker does not want a child where their parents are asking too many questions. So I think that's a good place to start is being involved. Mm-hmm. I think social media is another piece that's really hurting us because we don't know who we're speaking to. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. It's very, key, very clear that I think now so, so much has happened in the way things are being done yep. that that's another area. And for parents, often we think it's great for your kids to be on social media. Oh, that's cute, whatever. But be mindful. Yeah. You don't know who they are always talking to. And, and I think it's, I think this is really good timing in my humble opinion, because 
we're getting ready for many parents to buy their kids new phones or do this, that, and the other. And we don't understand sometimes mm-hmm. the severity of what is out there. And you don't want to you don't want to over shelter, right? You don't want to do that because right. there's a fear of and I say fear lightly because as a parent, you know, for me, you don't I don't want to be overbearing, but at the same time you want to give them a little bit of room to feel like they're not being, you know, so on top of. Right. But at the same time, that's an area that you have to pay attention to. Well, it is. And I think, you know, we're looking at a different era. It's not like we're just our kids are asking us to go to a dance or you know, when I'm growing up, like, can I drive the car? Right. We don't know who they're talking to. And I think we are, we get to become parents. It's a, a, a get to and not have to kind of situation. So mm-hmm. our job is to parent. And I think a lot of times we forget that we're not their best friends, but we're their parents. <laughs> right. You know, right. and I think also that we need to remember a phone is a weapon now. Mm-hmm. It's just a weapon. And I've, I've watched some scenarios, even in my own family scenarios, where some of the Younger kids got a phone versus even the 13-year-old and because they beg and bang and beg. But then I saw, and I tried to talk to them, but I saw where there's so much pressure now being mm-hmm. put on that child because they have social media that it has caused so much harm. You've got the bullying. You've got all that stuff going yep. on. So you need to think very carefully and walk through that carefully. I don't care. You know, it. Sometimes you just have to say no. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's okay. The that, it's the thing that I remember my parents saying, I don't care what their folks are doing. I don't care what's happening at their house. Right. What happens here is what we want to see happen. And, and we run the show. Yeah. And, and I think we have to understand that we have the control in those areas. Right. And we have to be mindful of that. Because, again, that's another area that a lot of times people skip over and think, well, can it happen through that? Yes, it can. Well, that's one of the I feel like there's not a, um, I don't see any stats out there on this, but. From my experience, we're seeing that's one of the a, a big way that people are being trafficked, because again, you don't know who you're talking to, and you're maybe thinking you're talking to a 14, 16 year old boy or female, and you're actually talking to a 40 year old. Right. And so by the time they've groomed you, which is a fairly long process, sometimes it can be upwards of six months. You know, where they're buying you presents, and you feel so misunderstood at that age. I don't care how great your parents were, I felt mit- misunderstood at 13. I'm right. A, you know, right. you just do. You feel awkward, and <laughs> yeah. then you've got social media. Media mm-hmm. to compare yourself to everybody, right? Um, and it it just exasperates how yeah. you feel. So I, I I really believe that you need to have sign in um, information. Um, if you're going to give that responsibility to your child, then you need to have the sign in information, and you need to go check it every once in a while. That is your right to do that as Absolutely. a parent. Absolutely, that's um, my job, and that's my my right. Yeah. I'm paying for it. Either as long as you're under my roof, yes. I feel like I should have access to all of that. And I will be checking it, going to look at it, because, again, in this day and age, it's so different now how things are happening. And so you have to think, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. you have to think in that mindset Mm -hmm. and how can somebody reach that child in that space because they're utilizing it for that because we are on our phones. We have them all the time. And so I'm so glad we had a chance to talk about that part because as we move into the holidays, so many people are excited about the new phones, the new this, the new that, but there are other areas that you have to be careful as a parent to make sure to look out for. And so I just really appreciate the opportunity uh, to talk about how vital this conversation is because it's happening so often and it's happening. And I see, and I don't know the stats on this and I may, may have missed that in, in, in looking at stuff, but I know that there's a larger rate from what I understand that I know that there's a lot more of this happening to young black women. 
And and I and I'm trying to that's a very disheartening thing because a lot of our listening audience, that is exactly who they are. And when you have younger black women that this is happening to on a regular basis and so many missing you know, that's an area that's very alarming. And I don't know if that number, if you have how that status going up. Um, we do know that those numbers are real and that they're, they're there. Um, and I guess we look at it as such a big scope with what we're looking at. And we're seeing all kind of socioeconomic uh, um, situations. And it's not just one color versus another. Mm-hmm. Um, we're seeing both equally, unfortunately, on either end. And right. we're seeing a lot with the LGBT community as well right. uh, because of the circumstances of misunderstanding, families kicking them out, couch surfing. Um, and then when you have families that are lower income families, you have that problem of is a family selling that child? Is a child at risk for going out and being sold or picked wow. up? Um, so there's so many different scenarios. But from our from my perspective and the things I see, we see that it is all over the board. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not we're not seeing just one uh, one color, one right, race, one demographic. Right. right. It's, yeah. it's, it's everywhere. Right. I mean, it's like, you know, people think I can't tell you how many rescues have been done on 280. There was a, a child in one of the over mountain schools. I won't say which one that was trafficked through a Facebook situation, had a great, great family um, trafficked all the way to Texas. And she was found because her parents did have her signing information on her phone and all that stuff. So they were able to track that. And people need to make no mistake. I don't care if you have your your, um, tracking information turned off. It can. You're always trackable if you've got a cell phone. Yeah, always. You're always. I don't. Don't let anybody tell you that you're always don't. trackable. Yeah. And these guys that are doing this for females, for men, they know how to turn these phones on to find locations. I mean, that's exactly how that happened. Is the phone was able to be turned on, back on, and locations were able to be turned on. These guys are professionals. You work every day to provide for your family. I'm assuming, don't yes, you? Yes, okay. absolutely. So. You are no longer a person to me or your child is not. You're a commodity to me. So you don't even really have a face. You're making hundreds of thousands of dollars for me. So you can bet your bottom dollar. I'm going to do whatever it takes to get you. Wow. Whether it's grooming, making you fall in love with me. And that's a lot of it with these females Mm -hmm. is they think that they have fallen in love and they start doing these things for this person. Uh, So I want people to understand trafficking does not necessarily mean movement. Uh, it could be a family situation where your family's selling you. It could be where you're still living at home and you're leaving at night to go cheerlead, softball, whatever it is you do. Or you're going to go spend the night with a friend and you're being trafficked and then you get so deep into it. And then there's that fear factor of if you tell anybody, I'm going to kill you, I'm going to kill your mom and dad, I'm going to kill your friends. Or nobody will ever look at you the same way because I've got videos. Wow. They have all the fear. And, you know, half the time if you're caught prostituting i'm doing like my my fingers right, the uh, quotation right. yeah. because no child under 18 is going to choose to and that we serve children is going to choose to try to, to prostitute themselves unless there's been some, re, some something happened to them right right um and so if that's happening then we we need to understand that there's a lot of you know there's a lot of money out there with that and a lot of people wow this is this is something that, you know, we, we can't even fathom how deep it really is, but it's a conversation that we could go on about. But I, I really want you to understand and all of you that are listening, pay attention to the things that you need to pay attention to, your surroundings, the things yeah. that are happening, your family, and, and really and honestly have serious conversations with your children. Always. Make sure you're having those conversations. Mm-hmm. Be straightforward and honest with them. And, and I want you to share, Alexa, too, with them just, just how they can get in contact with you all again for those that are just maybe 
tuning in and listening. Uh, I'm going to have this up on our podcast. so You can go back and listen to the entire uh, interview, but I want to make sure they have a way to get in contact with you all in case they know something that they have not shared with anybody that they have been aware of and they want to talk to somebody and let somebody know because something hasn't been right. How do they get in contact with you all? Uh, One of the best ways would be to email me. Okay. It'd be Alexa, A-L-E-X-A, at BlanketFortHope.org. Okay. And that's always a great, fast way to get in. I'll respond to those very quickly. Um, You asked me about some signs a while ago um, that we need to look for, and I think some of the stuff that we need to talk about with us, you know, it's, uh, they talked about this today. If you've got a child, and it's one of the things I did with my grandson, you do not, um, if you don't want to hug somebody, you should not ever be forced to. It, no. That's a good way to teach your children not to be rude, but it's your body. It's one of the things we learn and all through about sex abuse. This is your body, and that gives them opportunity to understand how to say no. Yeah, yeah, so, and, and you have to be willing to do that, and that's something that all parents – Everyone should be mindful of to share that with your children. Make sure they understand that that's an important part of parenting and also just really looking out for them and making sure they are aware of those things because at that they're very impressionable. All these things happen. And so you've got to be able to make them aware of that. And so, again, you know, it's important uh, that you pay attention to all your surroundings, all the things that are happening, and, and make sure you get in contact again with Alexa uh, because if you need to talk to her or anybody there, uh, she can get you in the right direction. And here's the phone number. It's uh, through Polaris. It's the National Human Trafficking Hotline. It's one. 1- 888-373-7888. or text 233-733. And if I would rather you be wrong right. than right. So don't these people want you to call even if you have a question about yeah. it. Yeah. And don't, then don't don't feel like, you know, you're doing it and you you know, if you're wrong our, you much rather be wrong than, than and prayerfully not right, but yes. you need to know how to get in contact with them, and that's important. And so, you know, I hope that we have another opportunity, you know, to talk more about this and, and love to have you all back uh, to talk with us. I greatly appreciate not only what you all are doing, and but the fact that you all took some time out to be a part of uh, today and, and coming on to talk about it. And so the response earlier today was great. And so I really appreciate, you know, you coming in, Alexa, and talking with me. And so, again, thank you so much. And if you missed it, I'll have it up on our podcast. You can check it out, listen to it, get in contact with them if you need to. That's what they're here for. So thank you so much.